Welcome to a special Christmas edition of Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry, and joining me in the studio this hour are several of my colleagues and their family members and friends. It's the holidays. I've got my Santa hat on. It even snowed this morning. We wanted to find a way to share the spirit of the season with you, but since we can't come carol at your door in person, we thought instead we might come a carolin from right here in our studios. So for the next half hour or so, all the musicians you hear will be our very own mixed bag of student and staff producers, on-air announcers, marketing managers, and news directors. And we'll start right off with music. Rebecca Belknap is a traffic assistant here at BYU Radio. That's got nothing to do with cars. We'll talk about that in a minute. She's been playing piano for 16 years, studying linguistics at BYU. And she's going to play We Three Kings with Fourlise. Rebecca Belknap with an arrangement of We Three Kings and for Elise. She's a traffic assistant here at BYU Radio, which means she keeps track of everything that goes out on the air. That was performed live by Rebecca. We hope you're having a happy holiday season. Today, we're going to chat with Taylor Miranda. She's a student producer for the Kim Power Stilson Show, studying music at BYU with an emphasis on songwriting. And she brought her band, The Heartstrings, with her today. Taylor, thank you for coming in. Yeah, we're so excited to be here. So do you remember the first time you wrote a song? Yeah, actually, my dad was a songwriter, and so I always wanted to be just like him. Um, I'm sure I wrote like little songs before that, but um, in second grade, I entered my first song into a contest, and it was called Rockin' in the City. Oh, right. Second and, grade. <laughs> yeah, that was the first song I ever entered. I think I wrote some not as cool songs before that. And do you remember the first time you got up and performed in person, something you'd written? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I remember performing something I've written. I do remember there's lots of pictures of me up on stage in a diaper with my dad singing things, but 
Okay, we've established a very early start in your musical career. Uh, you've written and produced two CDs with your brother, Tanner Howe. And tell me, what instruments does he play and what did you do together? Um, my brother's mostly a singer, but he also plays a guitar and he picked up the piano really recently. He's on his mission right now, but before that we were an unstoppable duo. Super fun. He's so talented. And actually, he's kind of a YouTube sensation, so if you googled Tanner Howe, you'd find that he has hundreds of thousands of views, and he's really talented, and I love writing and performing with him. Well, before we hear your Christmas song, we have to ask about your family Christmas traditions. Yeah, I'd love to share. Um, One tradition that my family does is we reenact the nativity every Mm -hmm. year. Do everyone get the same parts, or how do you decide? You know, sometimes it's been really competitive for certain parts. Like, um, I know my brother, Hunter, always wants to be Pumpkinhead, which is a wise man that wears a orange hat. And so that's what, I want to be Pumpkinhead, you know? And so that's, like, the big, cool part to be. But I remember one time, if there's, we have, like, the fancy costumes. My grandma was really into it, so we have really special things. Some things are even from, like, the Middle East and stuff like that. But one year, my grandma forgot to bring the costumes to our house, And my little cousin, Tori, was devastated. And she was just so sad that we wouldn't do the nativity. So my mom and I went upstairs, grabbed a whole bunch of weird, you know, robes and scarves and things. And we made it happen. And I found the princess crown for the wise men or some weird things like that. And we threw it together. And I remember that was like one of my favorite times because it was our most creative nativity. I hope you have pictures. Yeah, we do. (laughs) That's actually the time we ended up, um, we decided to carol in those nativity outfits too. To just a few of our neighbors we knew, not people we didn't know. We didn't want to scare them too much, but <laughs> well, really we'll let fun. you take your place with your band over here. We're going to hear uh, Taylor Miranda. She'll be on vocals for this. Adam Price, violinist. Adam, uh, excuse me, David Price, violin. Adam Rollison, guitar and vocals. By the way, he recently got hired by BYU TV as a graphic designer, so we're adding him to our BYU broadcasting family. So this is the Provo-based band, The Heartstrings, with Sugarland's song "Gold and Green." Tonight. 
all around you snow will fall like confetti stars in paper dolls and everything looks better in gold and green the lights on the tree in the eyes of our children are the prettiest I've ever seen and the world decides to sleep safe Sung by the Heartstrings with Adam Rollison, lead vocals, David Price violin, and BYU Radio's very own Taylor Miranda on vocals. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. This is our Christmas tradition, our homegrown in-house talent holiday edition of Highway 89. Hannah Bradshaw is a student producer for this show. She's a junior studying commercial music at BYU. She grew up on a ranch in Mountain Green, Utah. She plays in the band Hannah and Her Imaginary Friends and also performs as a solo artist. Hannah, I heard you're one of 11 kids. I am one of 11 children. I am number five. It, it sounds like even just keeping track of everybody in <laughs> presence would be a whole Christmas tradition in itself. What kind of special things do you do with your family? Well, as you can imagine, it's always very loud. Everything in my family is very loud, which is lots of fun. But one of my favorite and it's kind of a funny and odd tradition but when we were little my mom would never buy sugary foods um and so around christmas uh she would get tang and pop tarts and for (laughs) christmas morning we would all go upstairs and eat tang and pop tarts after we went through our stockings but as we all got older we realized that tang and pop tarts are actually disgusting (laughs) and so now we still have tang and pop tarts every christmas morning but nobody eats it like we'll make an entire breakfast of like breakfast casseroles and real food Uh and then there's just these boxes of pop tarts and tang that no one eats so it's pretty ridiculous you're going to be singing frosty the snowman for us Uh, how are your snowman making skills um, I actually have a disease called cold-induced urticardia, which means my skin has an allergic reaction to cold. And so when I go out and build snowman, because I love, I still love cold weather, but uh-huh. I look like that kid from the Christmas story where I just have like tons of layers. <laughs> and so maneuvering any kind of snowball is pretty interesting looking. But you still go but out. I, oh, of course. I mean, 
sledding, so many good things, skiing, snowboarding. You can't miss out on winter. Well, you're going to be singing. Uh, well, I heard about uh, uh, some snow adventures that turned into a big battle with the neighborhood kids, too. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> once upon a time, I was a little bit of a reckless child. So we used to build uh, snowmen with my mom's bread pans, or sorry, igloos, like this big mm-hmm. wall of just snow that would get really, really high. And then on the back, we'd just have piles and piles of snowballs. And then every single day, we would get in epic battles with the kids across the street. It was dangerous when you had 11 kids versus like, I think they their family had eight kids or something like that. So they were outnumbered from the beginning. Yes, we well, won. We're so. going to we're going to hear a, a song about snowmen from Hannah. She'll be singing also playing the ukulele. This is a pretty familiar Christmas song. Hannah Bradshaw singing Frosty the Snowman. singing Frosty the Snowman. You're listening to our special homemade holiday edition of Highway 89, featuring our very own staff, Merry Christmas. Lots of the members of our staff, like Sam Payne of the Appleseed, are probably already familiar names to you. Sam Payne, thank you for coming in. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be on Highway 89. Anybody who gigs like you do, you've got to have this little pocket full of Christmas songs. I mean, has that always been a yeah, meaningful thing to you? Yeah, you do. They they fit in the back of your folder, and they, and they sit there all year, and then and then Christmas time rolls around, you blow the dust off them, and you and you play those Christmas songs. And I was always something of a, 
years and years ago, I was something of a Christmas Nazi, you know. I, I, <laughs> Christmas, was, Christmas was a devotional holiday, and it was about Christmas carols, and so I kept my distance from walking in a winter wonderland and marshmallow world and Frosty the Snowman even, you know. <laughs> I've cheered up a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, t- talk to me about a, a, a Christmas tradition or something growing up, either the family you were in or with your own kids. What, what's sort of a Christmas tradition? I, you know, I had the Christmas tradition that probably a lot of people had, which was Christmas PJs on Christmas Eve. Mm, you know, Brand and, new ones. Yeah, well, yeah. And the Christmas PJs were always made by my grandmother. My grandmother would always make these remarkable Christmas, you know, candy cane striped PJs or whatever. We have the, all these family pictures Were of you us. proud to wear these or was <laughs> no, this a... I, I'm less proud now, actually, <laughs> because there <laughs> are pictures back of at these... the photos and things like that. But yeah, yeah, Christmas PJs was exciting for sure. Okay, well, you're going to show us your expanded repertoire of Christmas holiday devotional songs because of this next one you're going to actually sing for us. Do you want to set this up? Uh, I, I, I guess there's really nothing to say about this song except that you know Christmas is Christmas is mostly a holiday about good cheer, you know. But I guess somebody better. Somebody better stand up and say, look out. So Okay. <laughs> well, if you go ahead and take your place there, we're going to hear you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And I think the, the thing that is really cool about this is that the lyrics were actually written by Dr. Seuss himself for the 1966 cartoon special, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. But we'll hear a whole new version of it here from Sam Payne. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch You really are a heel You're as cuddly as a cactus As charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch You're a bad banana With a greasy black, greasy black peel Mm -hmm. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch Where your heart's an empty hole Your brain is full of spiders. You got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. Well, I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. Your vile one, Mr. Grinch. You got termites in your smile. You've all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. And given a choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. Well, you nauseate me, Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous super nos. You're a crooked, jerky jockey, and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. Flo-bo-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
Well, your heart's a dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of despicable rubbish imaginable. Mangled up and tangled up knots. Skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. And the three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, stink, stank, stunk. Sat on the gag and then said, say, Baba, little bit, Baba, little bit, did to get it, that I don't do that play. That was Sam Payne, the host of BYU radio show, The Appleseed, singing that most sinister of Christmas songs, The Grinch. Joseph Andrews is an on air announcer for the other station here at BYU Broadcasting, Classical 89. He's also a BYU student and cellist. What was it like the first time going live on the mic? Oh, that was terrifying. I, I don't. Had you I done anything like was. that before? Never, never. But uh, it, it's just a weird feeling that you would prepare what you prepared, and you'd go on the air, and everything would just go out of your mind, and you had no idea what you were doing all of a sudden <laughs> for that, you know, thirty seconds. Just crazy. Well, you you caught on really quick. Uh, I'm wondering about pronunciations. Do you have a hardest language of composers to, to oh, announce? Oh, you know, I, I did a fine job, I think, you know, because uh, I had studied a little bit of German in college, a little bit of Spanish in high school. I'd done Portuguese. I'd sung in Italian, sung in French a little bit. But when Christmas times rolls around, you have no idea what's going to come up. And I think the stuff from Norway and Sweden, I just had no idea what those accents meant. <laughs> Crazy. Well, I understand you also come from a family of 11, and everybody had to play an instrument. Yeah. I don't know why that was a requirement. My mom played piano, so she taught us all to play the piano to varying degrees and varying success. But um, each of us had to learn an instrument. It was a requirement. So. I'm just wondering about practice time, mornings, afternoons, how everybody fit in. <laughs> well, I chose the cello because there was only one other person that played the cello, and she wasn't living at home at the time. So I didn't have to fight over an instrument. That was nice. <laughs> well, uh, I know you're interested in everything from writing novels and poetry, statistics, time management instruction, rifle ballistics, opera, theater, night hiking in the mountains, watching obscure movies, and finding hole-in-the-wall restaurants. Uh, I want to hear about a Christmas tradition that is uh, peculiar to your family. Oh, boy. Well, my family loved a Christmas carol. I don't know where it started, but mm. even my aunts and uncles, my grandparents, they all had done Christmas caroling. I didn't realize that, was a, that wasn't a thing until I moved away, and nobody ever really Christmas caroled. But we would go, and my dad was this, uh, he was a machine for processing pumpkins. 
he would go and collect pumpkins at Halloween time that people didn't need anymore, and he would turn them into pumpkin pies. And so uh, we'd cook, uh, we'd make all kinds of pumpkin pies, all kinds of Christmas treats, and we'd go and give those to people that we knew and, and sang stuff. It was lots of fun. Then on Christmas morning, uh, we would always get Pittman and Davis grapefruit. I have no idea where that comes from or why that's a big deal, but each grapefruit, uh, each grapefruit was wrapped in wax paper, and we got those every Christmas morning. And so every time that I have uh, grapefruit, it reminds me of Christmas. All right. Special. Well, we'll let you get in place. Uh, I've heard Joseph play his cello before. He's quite talented, and he, in fact, last Christmas played a piece on the cello for us. But he's going to sing for us today this traditional friend, uh, this carol. It came upon a midnight clear. Joseph Andrews singing and Rebecca Belknap piano. After the piece, uh, we'll go right into a poem from Kylan Rice called Hypothermia. It came upon a midnight clear That glorious song of old From angels bending near the earth To touch their harps of gold Peace on the earth, goodwill to men from Ham's all-gracious king. The world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing. Still through the cloven skies they come with peaceful wings unfurled. And still their My beloved is like a roe or a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the windows, shewing himself through the lattice. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 9. Hypothermia. First fruits in frost, a rose, your breath in snow. 
A little lattice on the panes goes gold with light that meets us from the fields and fold to bring us back through fog-socked ditch and flow. Other far-off lights, an interstellar weft to chill warped sun, a quiet barge through ice. Closer by, my lamp, my wick, my silent night, my last to first friend, his day-dark crux and crossbar. It's hard to see roses in fog and frost, how cotton white forgets its dredging red. Though low hills rise, though deserts turn to blush, still I see him just through lattice, cross, through panes, filigree. Yet as I back home tread through grass, there, a bursting call, a winter thrush. Kylan Rice reading his poem, Hypothermia. Kylan helps produce BYU radio shows Thinking Aloud and The Morning Show. He's been here for four years and is about to head off to Colorado State University to study poetry in the MFA program on full scholarship. Kylan, let me ask about the title, Hypothermia. Sure. Uh, well, so hypothermia, uh, in a scientific sense, is when the temperature of the body drops below a normal functioning levels, right? And for human beings, this is fatal. Um, for uh, certain animals, uh, animals who hibernate, this is, this is par for the course. So that means um, an animal will lower its temperature uh, below its functioning level and, and then sleep for the whole winter. The thing is, is we usually think of hi- hibernation in terms of sleeping. We don't usually think of it in terms of what happens on the other end of it, which is waking up, right? And so I think I'm... I'm interested in this poem in particular in the process of waking, in the process of, of returning to life. Um, the idea of redemption, um, returns of redemption, is, is a theme I'm, I'm interested in pursuing. It was interesting to me how, uh, in the second stanza, how it suddenly comes in closer with my lamp, my wick, my first-to-last friend, which you could interpret different ways. Right. And uh, that's beautiful. Through the lattice which could be ice which could be a fence could be so many things could be and a lattice a lattice by definition is a series of crossings a series of crosses and so i'm interested in in the crossing that occurs in a lattice and the crosses that occur in the tr- christian tradition as well so Kylan Rice, thank you. Thank you for your poem, Hypothermia. In 2013, and again this year, Kylan Rice was editor-in-chief of InScape, Brigham Young University's Journal of Literature and Art, and is the co-founder and co-editor of Likewise Folio, an online poetry journal founded in 2012. Next, we're going to hear from Jennifer McKay. She's part of Creative Services. She's a coordinator for Creative Services here at BYU Broadcasting, singing Once in Royal David City, an arrangement by Eric Hales. Kirsten Favero is the pianist.
Once in Royal David City, performed live by Jennifer McKay and pianist Kirsten Ferrero. That ends this homemade Christmas edition of Highway 89. We hope you liked our gift. Our musicians were all BYU broadcasting employees, their family and friends. We welcome your comments, questions, holiday wishes, and baked holiday goods. You can follow the show via BYU Radio's Facebook page and send emails to highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. The producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Have a safe, joyful, and memorable holiday season. And from all of us at the studio, Merry Christmas. <laughs>